You are apparently attracted at an attracted entity to both sides. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, let, I mean, you know, but let's just call a spade a spade. Can do that, no, right? no, which is true. So, welcome right. to the Walk of Shame. The Walk of Shame radio podcast. Wherever you are listening, however you're listening, this is the Walk of Shame radio podcast with your host, the. Uh, beautiful and quite intimidating Lexi Rodriguez. What up? How are you? Oh, yeah, here you You're are. You're killing me, man. And here you Every are. Every single time Tony she forgets. Dufresne. Every time. Dr. Tony Dufresne, what up? What oh, up? It's so, that's been great. How about you? Good. Good, good. This is going to be an exciting show because I'm going to learn a lot from this, from our special guest. He comes from an, a land I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's going to be a lot of fun. Idaho. Yeah. Actually, I know a little bit about Idaho, but that's that's a whole other story. Okay, so uh, this show we're going to it may not even end up being two segments; it may just end up being one, and we'll kind of like float through the segment. But it's going to be on uh, service industry stuff, like restaurants and servers and bartenders. It's a type of environment where you're able to be yourself, and you're able to, you know, you have more leeway to maybe quote-unquote flirt. There's no HR department if I fucking smack Max's ass behind the bar. I'm not going to get in trouble. You know, like you well, have more freedom. it hasn't happened freedom. yet, so I suppose that <laughs> won't happen. You have more freedom to be yourself. And I feel like when you're being yourself, you're creating the most intimate relationships mentally. So people are just attracted to each other. Yeah, there's two reasons why I think that it works being in a restaurant. Because I've had seven years as a bartender and, and a server and a bar back and all that kind of stuff. I think the first thing is you're on stage and you're performing for people. And that's, that's it's kind of part of the deal. I mean, you have to do that. And we all know that. We're all part of it. We got, And it works. If you right. don't do that, then you're... And you talked about that before. Our guest talked about that before when we were off mic uh, last week talking at the at the bar where he's... Well, he's let's some, introduce some days him really you're not quick on, just so. so it makes a little bit more sense. I so worked why don't you at Hula's, as you guys all know. I've spoken about it before. And that's where I met the awesome and very, very sexy Max. And he's a bartender and a bar manager there, and he's awesome. And hey, Max. I just, hey guys. you guys should all come in and say hello. Yes. Well, if you're in the Scottsdale, Phoenix area. Right. Yeah, because we have many listeners from across the sea, international. Right. So it's just Antarctic. crazy. And w- knowing you for a year, I've just been so curious. And you know, I've been very open to asking you whatever is on my mind. So I just thought you were the, the perfect person to bring in to kind of talk about relationships in the industry and just relationships in general when you're dating guys and when you're dating girls. Because when I first met you, I'll just throw this out there to kind of paint a picture for people is I was like, cool, like bar managers hot as fuck. Like this is going to be fun. Like totally thinking like maybe I would have a hundred percent chance of you being into me. And then kind of a hundred percent. There's there's a hundred. Apparently there's no confidence issue here. No, I'm just saying. And kind of like when I got to know you, I did get to know that you do date guys and you also date girls. So I was just like, wow, I would have never guessed just by looking at you. So, so which is going to be great. And that goes into uh, sort of that second thing I was going to say in regards to working in that industry is that we and you we offer ourselves up it's there's no there's no boundary to introduction it, there's almost a, there's a level of familiarity that we have to have with the customers and with the, with the girls at the bar with the guys at the bar 
you know, we're, we're there. It's like an automatic thing. Whereas if you just go to a bar, you have to do that introduction or you have to, you have to get the sack to come up and say hi, or you have to kind of feel that out. That is not the case at the bar, which is great. It's like an automatic thing. So, uh, and we're, and we're going to talk about that. And the one thing I really want to talk to Max about today is relationships from two different perspectives, the real uh, dating guys and dating girls at the same time, maybe not the exact same time, but you know what I'm saying yep. is that you have perspectives from dating guys and being in that type of relationship and from dating girls and being in that type of relationship and the differences between the two, if there are, and the similarities in terms of relationship similarities. So I'm fascinated by that. Oh, yeah. They're definitely different between guys and girls. Um, when I was growing up, I realized that I liked both, but it was also hard because I didn't, you know, I didn't get along, I guess, or I didn't see myself as one of the boys, and I didn't see myself as a gay guy based on what I grew up with on media. So I had a hard time kind of figuring out where I fit, and then I had to figure out, you know, if I wanted to have a relationship with guys, girls, like I almost had the choice, which I don't believe that you have the choice, but I also was attracted to both. So I had to, you had to make the choice. So the whole, the whole time you've been attracted to both, it hasn't gone. It didn't start out one way and go the other way. And it just, no. And a lot of times um, you do the transitional come out as bisexual and then you eventually, you know, stick to, the gay side, but I have always felt attracted to both sides. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'd swing both ways. And you, like you said, you had the choice because say, you know, not many bisexual people, I feel like have the choice to date a guy or to date a girl without maybe throwing their partner off because I mean, it does make perfect sense. I see it every day at the bar. Girls are so attracted to Max. And then I do see like the guys that come in and that are also equally attracted but a lot of gay people or bisexual people aren't don't have that. I don't I wouldn't call it a luxury because I know it's probably fucking confusing as fuck. But I wouldn't I would date Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of gay guys that probably date girls that I wouldn't date because it just wouldn't make sense to me. You are apparently attracted at an attracted entity to both sides. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, let, I mean, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. Can do that, no, right? no, which is true. No, you have to. It has to all kind of fit into come into place. And and plus, it's not even just that though. Do you think it, it's also your personality, the way that you connect with people, the way that that you can do that? Oh yeah, I see it more as I'm attracted to people, and gender kind of just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, if I click with you and you're cool, if you're a girl, you're a guy. Like it doesn't necessarily matter to me. Um, Throughout my experiences, I think that I emotionally attach more to guys than girls, but I'm sexually attracted to both. So why do you think? Why do you think the emotional attraction is more towards the guys? I honestly think it's just because similar interests. I've found, you know, I like to go hiking and camping and more of the the boy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was, I guess, a little bit more feminine of a, of a man, and I like to go shopping, which I don't, and if I like to go and do more feminine things, then I probably would associate more with women i just totally and you know what like just i know we just started the podcast but our point into every one of our podcasts is if you're doing things right and if you're being organic and you're really just being deep down inside the person you're supposed to be like he said like i like guy like guys that like to hike and we i like 
guys because we're more similar we have similar interests and that makes perfect sense it's like yes you should date somebody who you have similar interests to which like, is completely asexual in, in its in its concept and in, in the basic components right, of it exactly. it has nothing to do with what sex you are. Sure. exactly yeah. so um i guess it's the separation of love and sex you got to i mean having both at the same time is fantastic it's you know what everyone kind of strives for but i guess i look at them completely separate and so when i find somebody that I'm attracted to, I kind of have to determine whether I'm more, you know, emotionally attracted to them and I like their personality and I think that we can, you know, get along and date or if I just want to basically fuck them and, right. and then I guess move on. So, which, which, which is great because we talk about, we've talked about that a number of times. Now, if that is the case, do you communicate that to them? Yes, absolutely. Immediately? Yep. Okay, see, and this well is why done. this is well another reason why I wanted to bring Max on. Nice job, We man. always have this conversation: is being open and honest with somebody that you're attracted to, whether it's sexually or emotionally, from the jump is absolutely 100 percent the only way to do it. Absolutely. Otherwise, you get lost in translation with things, and that's how you know people's feelings get hurt. It's not an integrity either. There's no integrity with that. No. It's a manipulation, is what it is. If it's not completely open, but and Max honest. can speak about you've found it hard to find someone that's down with what you're kind of putting on the table oh yeah I as mean, you're going into a relationship nobody wants to necessarily feel used or have you know feel like they have a chance at something more and then get shot down right from the get-go so then they lose complete interest whether they were attracted to you in the first place um i guess it's all based on personal preference on whether they are okay with that or if they're waiting till marriage to sleep with someone or if they're a little bit more conservative, I guess I just land more on the liberal, no. <laughs> liberal end of the scale. Um, Not the most shocking thing we've heard all evening. Right? Let's just you know. So, in working in the service industry and being uh, behind the bar, do you do you find it more difficult to kind of nurture a relationship because of the exposure that you have and and because of the, that attractive aspect of that? Sure. I mean, being behind the bar, you're kind of acting. You're you pimp yourself out because you're on the spot all the time and you have to placate to everybody at the same time and they can see you talking to other people and you kind of have to almost be elusive and kind of flirt with everybody or at least you know associate or not associate but familiarize yourself with them right even you if know, you're find not find something that you're interested in and talk to them and kind of get them going on the ball when it comes to girls that hit on you and then guys that hit on you especially at the same time it's a little and then also, you can get this, and I'm curious how you deal with guys who don't think you're gay and have no idea and then may say something offensive in front of you or may just, it's like you want to look at them and say, you have no idea. Like, you have no idea. And I have customers all the time that say stupid, ignorant comments who just, it's like, look around you. Hula's is very open to anybody of any sort. And I, that's why I love it there. But it's like, look around you when you have a guy walking in and I want to drink, but I don't want to drink to look, make me look gay. Like I am just like, God, shut the fuck up. Like who says shit like that? You know what I mean? The general no, public. No, I know. I know. Yeah. But it's also, uh, this is kind of just like to other people is like, be aware of what you're saying. I, I mean, ugh, that just takes me back to so many other things. It's like, 
someone like that just isn't mentally mature or aware of their surroundings and what they're saying out loud. How does that make you feel like when you have to maybe act completely straight to a bunch of a group of straight guys, because maybe you don't think that they'd be down with the fact that you're gay. Cause maybe there are those types of dumb guys that are like, think that every gay guy is into them or a lesbian chick is not into every fucking female, you know? So is it hard to kind of put on that, uh, act for guys like does it kind of hurt you is it kind of like god i wish i didn't have to do this in front of these oh yeah bags? but like i guess when you walk up to your tables it's the same you kind of judge and you know determine whether you want to fight and be yourself and not give in to whatever you think that they would like and rather just be yourself and kind of take the gamble because you are you know, making a living off of this. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because you have to immediately kind of gauge whether you can be a little bit more guarded or if you have to you kind of determine how you want, especially with your tables. I think that for you to call a guy out and say, like, here's your girly drink, like, I don't think it's necessarily a personality difference between you and I. I think it's more of a gender thing. I right. think girls have a lot easier time going up to somebody and saying, like, Cool it, get with the times. You know. Right, right, right. Let me just be a smart ass really quick and walk away. Exactly. You can get away Guys with it. Guys puff up their chest and then it turns into like meet me outside. A whole lot easier than I can. Exactly. Right. So I, you know, behind the bar, if I call somebody out and tell them that they're ignorant or they're, yeah. they need to grow up, they, you know, they lash back and I'm in no position to cause a fight because I'm... Yeah. It's kind of a general I'm in the customer thing. service industry. We, yeah. all, we all know that's a no-win situation. And what do they always say? The customer's always right, which doesn't mean that they're right. It just means that they can be fucking idiots. Yeah. And you have and, to... Uh, until, unless they cross the line in regards to disrespect. And then, you know, that depends upon it. it's, if it's a management issue or not. If the managers are cool and they back the people that the workers then they're going to do something about it if not they're going to let it go and it is what it is you know and this this is kind of a perfect example of why i always say that people don't give others in the service industry enough credit of how fucking intelligent and aware you have to be to read a table in fucking 10 seconds and like and understand and realize things that maybe you shouldn't say things that maybe you should say jokes that can be made you know, eye contact or whatever it may be. It's like we have 10 seconds to do that. Otherwise, your experience and my experience, mine most importantly, is not going to be pleasant. Yours most importantly to you. is not going to be pleasant because if I'm having not a good them. experience, you're getting good service. Right. So knowing that and people that and people that come up to the bar and that, that they have an issue or if the guy's jealous because the girl's, you know, smiling at you or whatnot, do you have a certain way that you handle that with that situation or you know, what do you typically do? I think it all depends on circumstance, but being the manager as well, I you know, I can't fight a whole lot back if they get confrontational. But I mean, say their girlfriend is flirting or can tell that she's, you know, interested i guess i i usually will just not show her any interest because i'm like i don't want to cause a problem totally i don't want you know him to puff up his chest and get all in my face and then i have to basically play the gay card and say no no no, (laughs) i I like boys which works you know all the time they get excited and they're like oh cool like i'm not threatening anymore i didn't want to lead in with that and didn't want to kind of put that out there but that's exactly what i was kind of trying to get you to oh yeah kind of kind of intimate too is the fact that you have that arsenal you have that in your pocket where you go no dude i'm I'm gay yep yeah and they have no idea that i mean i could be totally into his 
check. Yeah, and you guys could be yeah, like, yeah, but you, you don't understand. Yeah, but but the straight dude doesn't see it that way. It's a very linear black and white thing. Exactly. If but, you say it that, that way, then he's like, okay, cool, you know. But what's funny that I've noticed is girl will catch the eye contact, and you know, like how you know. Like when you're looking at somebody, whether it's a guy or girl, like yeah. you know that there's that spark of oh, attraction. Yeah. So when you get the girl's attention, it's kind of funny to see him totally switch sides, you know, because yeah. it is black and white to him. He's like, oh, cool. Not you know, come hang out with us later. And it's like, no, that's probably a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Gee, thanks. The but uh, yeah, yeah. The, no. yeah then, then, you know, then it'll be exposed and that won't be any good. No, I'm surprised I haven't, you know, had more black eyes and Same. knocked out teeth. Yeah, uh, I, just starting shit. What does this have to do with black guys? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Sorry, I didn't catch that. We're so. pro interracial here. Yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. In I, walk we, of shame. Yeah, we, we don't. We, yeah, we don't any racist things. So, all right. So we talked about the first half. Uh, we we talked uh, about the industry and stuff. The second half of the show. What I want to do is I want to go back into Max's experience and talk more about growing up being you know almost uh, not unidentifiable because I think there is a level of identity with with you know saying both i think that is an identity but kind of the trials and tribulations that you have and then talk about the distinct differences and the similarities between having a relationship with a guy and having a relationship with a girl so when we come back let's do that awesome okay good we'll be right be right back Welcome back to the Walk of Shame radio podcast. We're here with the lovely Max. And I just want to say I've never been so nervous sitting on a couch next to a human in my life. Oh, really? Doing my thing. <laughs> really? Doing my thing. Good I've way to make him comfortable. That's for sure. Celebrities. And I feel like I'm sweating. And, sh- I and, I'm, and I'm around makeup. every single time. You would think that'd make you nervous oh, as hell. Come on. You wish. <laughs> okay. So we were just talking um, while Tony was pouring more wine about... Yeah what we need to cover in this second segment for all you guys to listen to. Because if you're as curious as I am, you want to know all of the answers in the world. And, and me. And I, and I got to, yeah, I have to be, I got to be honest with you, Max. That's, that's the biggest reason I wanted you here was to, was to talk about coming from both sides and, or, you know, and dealing with relationships with girls or dating girls, dealing with doing it with guys, relationships and, and, and the differences and the similarities. I mean, cause it's from, from being a straight guy's, perspective i i have no concept of that other side in regards to that and i and i'm very interested to hear if there is a lot of differences or a lot of similarities right i'm gonna start with friendship though right um because i preach in all of these shows that if you're friends with somebody before you're in a relationship with them that's just the best way to go um so i was gonna kind of get into your friendship with guys is it harder maybe to have a lot of guy friends, like a crew, you know, like kind of how we were talking off the mic in terms of them thinking that you may be attracted to them at some point or that you may um, put a move on them at some point. Do you think that guys are apprehensive to kind of be like that homie with you? Well, you're attracted to guys for the most part. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you find every guy attractive? No, you're right. So I know. I mean, I get that, Max. So I think that overall, I might stress about it probably more than I should. So I, I, I'm worried, like, do they think that I like them, even though I'm not attracted to them at all? Is, like, I probably just need to relax because 
Okay. More times than not, they, you know, they understand that we're friends and it's no big deal. And it goes back to you having good humans in your life that wouldn't exactly. be thinking that, that. Like Adam, for instance. Right. You know Adam comes into Hula's a lot. Uh, one of my best straight friends. And he's, he's super close to me, but he, you know, he doesn't feel... I was actually thinking of that type of relationship while I was asking you the question because I think it's so dope that you guys have the coolest oh, friendship. Yeah. I call and, him my brother. Right, exactly. There's no, you know, there's no sexual flirtation or any attraction whatsoever. Um, just good, good buddies. Uh, and honestly, it's been hard to find people like that. So when I do find good guy friends that are comfortable and they accept me for who I am and it's just, it doesn't matter to them, those are the ones that I really try to develop into you know, better friendships. Right. So on the other side with chicks, when you meet chicks, it's probably, you know, it's pretty easy for you to get close and be friends with them. But then you kind of still do have that attraction to some people and some girls, not all, but that, so that might turn into something. Maybe I have either a, of you ever expected. I have a harder time with girls because girls okay. all friend zone at first and, right. you know, get super comfortable and we're cool. And then, I start to get to know them better and, and better and better. And then I think like, well, maybe, you know, maybe something could happen. Totally. So the lines get a little bit blurred more with girls than with guys. Gosh, this whole show and. And as long just... as the girls know, I don't necessarily feel all that bad. I've never slept with a girl that didn't know that. Absolutely. I also sleep with guys. Right. Just because I think, you know, honesty. But isn't that crazy? Like out there, there's so much controversy over this topic over bisexual people over gay and lesbians and whatever well, I, I, and I just I, yeah. think let me just make a real quick point because then it might take off take us off the subject but it's just so fucking cool for me right now just to hear you say all of that out loud because it's like it's just such a a point that people are attracted to feelings and to you know you could be into your these guys but you can make friends with somebody, a chick in this instance, and then just slowly like really dig in and fall for them because you're falling for the person that they are. Think when you initially started the friendship, you didn't see that going anywhere in that direction. No. And that's crazy. And that just kind of proves everybody wrong, in my opinion, that it's like, a, it's a fucking hormone-created relationship it has nothing to do with your sex well it comes from ignorance overall it comes from a lack of understanding oh yeah and and it but what's been great about it recently or over the last i don't know five ten so years or so is that with social media and with empowerment that it that it has come out and, and become more mainstream people are starting to ask questions they they never just wanted to ask a question they just wanted to to just be okay with what their position was which was i don't want to know so they're starting to open up and understand that it that it really isn't that much different if you take one aspect out of it, the, every other part of the human is the same thing. Oh, yeah. I, I mean... The wants, the relationship, the needs, sure. the, all that stuff is the same thing. Orientation doesn't matter at all. No. I'm straight, I'm gay, like I'm bi. Like I'm whatever at the moment that deems necessary. For Which all are really labels. They're labels based on context, and it's the context sure. of somebody asking you specifically what you are in terms of sexually. If you take that one question out, that one context out, it doesn't matter. Sure. At all. So right now I'm gay, bisexual, yeah. straight. Mm -hmm. No, you're well, you're max. Was there a certain... Exactly. Like, yeah. There's no <laughs> definite answer because it, no, it changes. Isn't. Right. So Absolutely. So if you catch me off guard at the bar and I'm not interested, then and you're a girl, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and right, you're it's, a right, guy. It's, exactly. It's all situational. It's, all, it's sure. context. Yeah. It is. Too. And I'm lucky because uh, naturally I'm just, I'm not overly 
flamboyant, so I don't get pegged as a gay boy until you actually kind of get to know me and get to talk. Then, then the girls will start asking, or the guys will start, you know. And you got to see his fingernails because they're real clean. Yeah, that does. <laughs> that that yeah, would give it away. Yeah, yeah, because mine, mine are <laughs> mine, all, mine are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they're a lot clean. But I think mine. that it would have been a lot harder if I was, you know, a little bit more flamboyant because it might have been easier. I guess I don't know. It would have been harder to identify myself as bisexual because I would feel like I, I was more like the people that I saw on media and totally, you know, on the TV. So that I were think actual you really are bisexual because that you're exactly what that word means sure but growing up i didn't i mean there's no role models growing up i i wasn't like those super gay people that were on tv so i wasn't gay so let's and i thought it okay yeah of course you did because well but that's but that's called an external identifier exactly that that, that's identifying externally outside of your own self and and actually needing to be labeled needing to be identified where you as you really don't so so let's set the stage because you grew up in where'd you grow up uh, southeastern Idaho. Okay, so and which was relatively rural, or would you say kind of not unrefined? I don't want to diss the area, but it's not. I mean, it's not L.A. or New York. But no, no, no. How would you define the culture there in terms of the acceptance level uh, of of being different? Um, it is pretty conservative. It's predominantly Mormon, and growing up um, back in the day, they were a little less accepting than they are today. Um, I feel like they're moving kind of in the right direction, but I definitely was outcasted by not being a part of the church and then being gay. Like, there's no other gay people at my high school. There's no, you know, I grew up with like 30,000 people, 40,000 people in my hometown. So we didn't have gay places to hang out or gay clubs or any, you know, any resources for anybody. And, and you now ca- I think and you came out, you came out when? I was 16. 16, okay. Yep. But I mean, it was hard because I I didn't have anyone to, um, help me through it until my sister came out, actually, relatively around the same time I did. And she's 10 years older than I am. So I was lucky to have her kind of help guide me and help me accept myself more. But I still feel like being sheltered all my life gave me a little bit of internal homophobia, mm-hmm. which was which was a little rough. And I, I still fight with it today. I find that fascinating, too. And you talked about that when we met uh, last week. Can you talk about the internal homophobia and the, that that internal battle that you were dealing with at that time um i mean i just wanted to be normal i just want to be accepted and i wanted the bros club and be able to go and hang out and not i didn't want something else to make my life harder because being a teenager is already hard and my family wasn't very accepting so like everything seemed like it was fighting against me and it was this one underlying thing that to me sexual orientation doesn't matter like it doesn't have anything to do with who I am on the inside and it was causing so much problem in my life because it affected whether I was accepted in my community or with my family. So you kind of resented all of those feelings and you tried to mask it with being angry towards the homosexual state or no, I just didn't want to be gay. Basically. Okay. If I had the choice, I wouldn't, you know, I'd want to be a white straight male because that as you know, statistics say is the best odds in order to. So how did you, um, how did you manifest, how did you manifest that energy? Where did it go? Um, I was pretty angry, you know, tattoos, piercings. I, you know, started listening to heavy metal music and rebelling. I excluded everybody in my life, shut everyone out. And I really relied on myself and I grew up pretty fast and I took care of myself and I, I tried to make it every day at a time, just one day, one day. So what, uh, snapped you out of that? Um, I think maturity, growing up, 
kind of realize like there's a whole big world out there and you're not going to get anywhere by fighting with yourself. You got to accept yourself and then you can you know keep moving on. Do you remember the moment that you were interested in a guy and were you that like that one moment where you were like, whoa, like this isn't just me being maybe confused and this isn't just me being young and uh, you know, a young adult with these hormones that are crisscrossing around my body and I don't know how to use them. Like, do you remember that moment where you're like, yeah, this is something that I'm going to have to express unless I want to be uneasy for the rest of my life? Um, it was hard because puberty obviously is when most of those yeah. hormones start acting up and that's when you kind of start feeling attraction towards, you know, opposite gender, same gender and... Uh, to me, it was hard because I still liked the girls that the guys were hitting on and talking to when we were going through puberty. But I also thought that they were kind of, you know, attractive. Yeah. So. So that was kind of when you realized that that's what you were going to be dealing with. Kind of. I guess I didn't peg it as a sexual orientation and I pegged it more as a probably a superiority complex as far as I like people and they don't like everybody like I do. Mm hmm. What a cool feeling at such a young age, because I feel like I'm very open to everything and I'm just beginning to be more comfortable with the fact that I like people in general. And that's some, that's a blessing. That's not, you know, something that anybody should be ashamed of. Sure. But a 16 year old with, you know, the superiority. Right. It's not a blessing back then, but right now when you think about that and you hear yourself say it out loud, like it isn't that obviously I love the, the way that he can why I'm so like into you and your story is that the way he explains and I'm talking to the listeners and I'm talking to Tony right now looking at him the way he explains what he went through seems like such a like a fucked up situation internally mentally for him and right now and I know that you still may be going through a little bit of these issues but right now you followed it you know you followed it and you made it and you're still really young and you kind of like let it be more of something that's going to push you to be successful and still be that way so that you could show other people that it's really a thing. Kind of like how you were saying, where did you manifest that energy? Right, right. And the key, the key is when, when you develop that, what, what you labeled superiority complex, was that, was, was that after you came out? At 16? Um, no. Well, kind of. So it was, like, it was right around the same time, right? Sure. I just didn't See, feel like I was like everyone else, but I, for some reason, thought that I was better than everyone else. Which is, well, which is actually, which it's is, actually good and bad at the same time, because really what that is, is it, it's you finally identifying with really who you are and, and, and saying, okay, this is really who I am. And, but, and, and now your awareness is, is that you know what, who you are, you know it's not accepted, now you're pissed. That it's not accepted. Yep. So the the ego part will take the superiority. But that, that that's the not so good part. Sure. Now the the true self part about knowing who yourself is is very empowering. Yeah, it wasn't good for making friends. But. Uh, no, <laughs> but you know that's what? So but once funny the it, way you put it, Tony. In that con- and now you're pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. But it, I mean, yeah. it all developed into fuel that I kind of kept Fuck adding to, adding Why to, don't you adding feel to. Like this? Sure, I just kept adding to the fuel until I was ready to kind of make my move and I you know I left my house and I moved to Phoenix and I you know I got on with my life I had all this self-confidence and I had all this anger that and was how driving me crazy to was it when your sister came out because you had 
to have probably been feeling those feelings already. So was it like when she came out, were you like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow, I mean, did you have any idea? Sis? Did you have any idea? No, that she, she was, was married when she came out. So, okay. and we're a to decade a man married to a man. To a man, yeah. So we're a decade apart. She left when I was nine. It's not like we really grew up together. She got married at 19, which is pretty normal for where I'm from. And she left. She wasn't really around. We had a completely different upbringing. So I really got to know her more in my adult life when I moved down here when I was 19 than before. So even though I came out around the same time she did, it's not like we were super close. Right. And like I just knew that there was somebody else in my family that was dealing with some of this stuff. And I wasn't completely alone, even though her and I still weren't you know, even remotely in the same area. Right. Or talking every day. Yeah, but now now we're, you know, best friends. Yeah, because of the similarities and you guys can you guys understand each other in regards to what what you battle. You you're battling social norms. It's it's yep. a, it's a big hill to climb, man, because there's if most people out there live in that, you know, live in the matrix and you don't and you see that there's way more to it than that, yet they they're still limited by their understanding or that what they can understand. That's a very tough thing to deal with. Sure. And she has a completely different perspective seeing as she's, you know, a female and she got married and she did the whole, you know, straight life. She came out when she's 25, 26. She is more, I guess, of a lipstick lesbian. She doesn't get identified as a lesbian, but she has no qualms with being gay whatsoever. Mm -hmm. She'll introduce herself and say, hey, she doesn't care. She's excited about it. She thinks that it makes her feel special. Those differences, Tony. I'm trying to see it more like her, but I think that the, the gender difference is probably our biggest difference. Because she's a girl and I'm a guy, I get a different rap for being a gay man than she gets for being a lesbian. Calling yourself gay or lesbian to other people are identifiers, and that, and usually you do that for one reason or another. The key is to is to feel self empowered. That's all. Sure. And and if you do, then that's then is that's, she feeling then that's empowered because she can say that and be empowered. Yeah, she she feels empowered because more than likely because it's that we talked about that residue energy mm-hmm. in terms of you know dealing with dudes with you know chicks at the bar and stuff like that. If if there's residue energy there, uh, it has to come out somewhere. Sure. And if you if you carry that for a long period of time, and then you come out, and then it's a matter of not only are you going to come out, you're going to identify yourself with that because now you're going to say, "Fuck you, this is what I am, and I'm totally cool with it." Then after a while, usually that probably curtails because you don't have to do that anymore because it's not about putting yourself in and as an identifier. It's about just saying, "Well, this is who I am." Either you know, it's either okay with you or not. Sure. And that's what it comes down to. Now, I want to I want to transition real quick into the difference between having a relationship with a girl and having a relationship with a guy. What I mean, if you can pick out the three biggest differences between the relationship between the two, what would it be? Or the biggest. Or the biggest, and you know, just the stuff that kind of pops in your mind. Girls usually like a lot more romance, so they like to you to keep it fresh. They. Um, in my experiences, have really felt loved and felt you know special by little acts of kindness and little you know the little things really get them going where guys kind of just don't see them. <laughs> at yeah, all. you leave like so an I love to- you now, and the dude like just walks past it straight cool, to thanks, grab babe. a beer from the fridge. Yeah. Right. Well, we're it we're means- not we're not in a reading mood, you exactly. know. So you know you're you you know you're looking to get something to drink. And the girl is like, oh, my God, my knees are going to give out. Like from a fucking post-it. It almost seems too easy, though, with a girl. Like I can leave a post-it note and that gets you going. Like, sweet. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Sign me up. Because the guys almost, it takes, you know, a little bit more. It takes, you know, you have to, not necessarily sweet talk them, but you have to 
really speak to their love language. You have to you know, figure out what because I'm going. That's funny Those notes because don't I'm do like anything. I'm trying to think. So they're about not as observant when I try to really like impress a guy or like make him feel loved. Like, what would I do? And that's so funny because I would like go get him his favorite pizza or I would it would wouldn't have nothing to do with touch it touching or like notes or like, you know, your beautiful comments. It but would you're be gonna like, I'm right. going to go buy him a, you know, four pack well, of kilt lifter, four pack. It, it would depend upon what his love language would be, though. Right. Exactly. I mean, if it was if it was, you know, intimacy or touch, then that's what it would be. If it was gifts, then you would go get him a, you know, a keg of Meisterbrow. Yeah, yeah, whatever the case may be. Good thing so, you're getting him a cat because I only got him a four pack. Right. So, well, you're you're a terrible girlfriend. I mean, let's, let's just call it call it is what it is. So, which that's fascinating because we are really not we're not that observant. You know, no. we 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 don't operate on that on that hypersensitivity level sensitivity level like the like the girls do. No, but even if so, I'm dating a guy. We both like hiking. We both like doing some you know some outdoors activities. We like similar interests. What really, I guess, makes him feel loved and what speaks to him the most is finding something that he likes that I don't and me participating in that. Just like mm. the girls, you know, setting up a laser tag date or something that they normally wouldn't do, but they know that their man would like it. That's probably what's going to speak to him more than leaving him a note. Or if I'm dating a girl, I can leave her a note or buy her chocolate or flowers, all the stereotypical things. Totally. And she tells all of her friends, like, look how awesome of a boyfriend I have and that's that it's easy so note to guys it's way easier to date chicks yep yeah but also <laughs> it's way easier to date basic fucking chicks because i dig notes but there's i'm I'm not putting myself on a pedestal no 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 this is actually I, i'm <laughs> i'm not really ready for what you have to say right now. i'm just saying it doesn't take just a note to get me fully into a relationship like i need to see some it could be the smallest thing ever but i need to see that you're listening to me and you you're feeling the energy that i'm giving off to you as a person and i've had issues like this with my ex to where i was just like he would do something to try to you know get on the good side with me or make me happy or smile or whatever and I would just be, I would get the gesture, but I would be like, you don't even know me, dude. Like, this is doing nothing for me. So when he says you have to find his love language, that's such a great point for our listeners. Is like, it could be anything. Is You have to find that person as an individual's love language mm-hmm. and what gets the, them going. Guys, if you're dating a girl out there, it's really not that easy. And if if she is that easy, and you find her love language, like she's yours forever. And that, that and that's why I was I was going to kind of circle around to because it it on paper how you kind of threw it out there was the girls were easier, but in terms of the listening aspect, I mean that's something that we're not. I would think that that from being in a gay relationship would be a lot easier because we have a tendency to communicate with the same instruments i guess versus women like to uh, for you to sit back and listen not to solve the problems but to just try to listen and say that sucks and to you know to have a level of empathy and sympathy for that which for a lot of us in terms i'm just talking straight guy it that's really tough to do is just to sit back and not do anything oh yeah so let me like bring this into the equation and my best friend is a lesbian and she 
basically came out. She didn't, she didn't really come out of a closet because I think like she got locked in it for a week and then came out. Like she was like, shit, this closet (laughs) fucking got me. Nice analogy. Seriously though. Like she wasn't like hiding this secret from all of us. She met somebody and she was truly and deeply into her soul and like who she was as a person and fucking dated this chick and they were together for years and like had the relationship. But getting back to the whole talking about things and the way we emotionally handle issues and situations that any relationship does, Haley, my best friend, would tell me, Alexis, like it's not, she would say it's not cool dating a girl because like bitches are so emotional and bitches just want to talk about fucking The fact that she says bitches, I mean, that kind of sets it up, but yeah. But, But that's true is like, Two, imagine two emotional girls. Oh, like, God. you didn't text me back after two hours, you know? And then, then imagine the reciprocation if that chick is just as emotional. Well, five days ago, you right. didn't text me back right. after two hours. Wh- which is like, another reason why I, why I would think, which is another reason why I think from coming from my perspective that, that dating a guy would be a lot easier. <laughs> Because you're not dealing with the emotional roller coaster like that. I think that's why I've never dated a girl yet. Only for that reason is that I don't want to deal with fucking chicks. Like guys are so much easier to date. Are they? This is why. <laughs> and this that, is why. That's Mark, why we have Max here. Well, this is why. Mark my words. I but, hate okay. when I try to sound like I'm not on the girl side because I'm a chick. You know, girl power all the way. But I'm here to help guys that just sometimes meet the chicks that are just over the top unstable like you know yeah but let me let's just let's just take the crazy you know the just the batshit crazy ones out of it and just deal with like the typical you know the typical kind of what we'll get what we would get into and and kind of comparing and contrasting the two do you still stick to the whole thing that chicks are easier you think it's i mean you're attracted to who you're attracted to so i can't turn that off my uh, mm-hmm. my experiences and my dating levels for dating girls and guys are they're kind of even but kind of not like since I've had to split my time I haven't really figured out <laughs> as well as you have as far as how to date guys yeah. and how to ha- date girls like I have had to s- split it right so I might be better at dating guys now I might be better at dating girls you know a year ago I might be dating mm-hmm. you know it keeps fluctuating and changing. Do you have an agenda? Do you, I mean, not that sounds terrible, but do you have a one? <laughs> that, that sounds bad. Do you, let, let me rephrase that. Do you have a, a, a like you, you go out and say, you know what? I'd like to start something with a guy now versus, no. or you just kind of keep it open and whatever kind of comes to you, speaks to you. That's where you go. Yep. Okay. I'm not interested in being in a relationship right now. No. Um, I do want kids eventually. You want, you know, I want a family. I want all of the, I guess, normal things. Now, that creates Norm- an interesting scenario. It does, because I don't know how it's going to pan out, and I don't really want to stress or worry about it, because I don't need to. Well, why would you? Because it's, it's nobody be, it is what knows it is, how right? it's going to pan out. That's yeah. why. I mean, I can plan all I want, but chances are it's probably going to happen however it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, what are the major similarities, then, between the two? Regrets or relationship stuff. Guys and girls? Yep. Um, I don't know. People are people. Like, they, you know, they like to just hang out and have fun and do new things. And it's not as stressful and societal, I guess, as a lot of people make it out to be. 
you know, a lot of people think that, you know, you need to do all of the normal dating things and go out for ice cream. And, you know, as long as you guys get along and hang out, like whether it's a guy and a guy and a guy and a girl, I think everyone's happy. Because which is a great point. And that's a great way to get into wrapping this whole thing up. Yeah. Now, the one thing I want to do before we leave, though, is from your perspective, what and from other people, because that's really the main thing is that other other guys, other girls that are listening to this and resonate with you and, and go, yeah, I, I think I feel the same way or I do feel the same way. What bit of advice you being through it already and kind of working through it as you go, what piece of advice would you give somebody who is uh, battling this or dealing with this situation um just probably not worry about it it's not your problem it's it's everyone else's kind of um as long as you know that you're a good person and all of you know your other qualities are strong and you're happy with um then that's really all you can work on because you can't work on your orientation so why why fight whether you're attracted to guys and girls and why when you meet somebody would you even why consider it i guess you should mic drop that we could have gone. Just, just drop the mic on so that. He's done. Many Good. places with this, but we would have everybody listening. And, and that's the problem. We already went over, yeah, and so we're we're gonna try to like you know kind of kind of maybe we'll have a part it, two. Maybe we'll we need to have a part two, part two after or like for all of our shows. I think. Yeah, we might, but then you know we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So uh, you uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Max. Appreciate it. It oh, was really you. great to have you Appreciate in. It, and uh, it, again, we'll probably have you back because there's about a thousand more things we'd God, like to talk so about. So many. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here uh, this week again. You can let's throw out our crap. You can you can uh, hear me on see me hear me on javabud.com. I'm on uh, Facebook at uh, the Java Bud, uh, Twitter on the Java Bud, and Instagram, Instagram, the Java, Bud. Java Bud. And you can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Stitcher. It's yes. all. It's seriously so easy. It's crazy when I meet people that I have to be like, "This is the app." This is where you download it for free. What are you giving tutorials Boom. on how to, there, how to yes, do it? Yes, everybody I meet, I'm like, should, listen to our podcast. And they're like, what do I do? Oh, Stitcher? What's Stitcher? Should, should we like, have that? At the, should we on. have a, like a tutorial on how to, how to download <laughs> that stuff That would at the be beginning? funny. That's we probably be a good idea. Okay. Yeah, check us out. And then I still obviously haven't had my website up because I'm a fucking slacker. And I've just been binge drinking <laughs> until my move to San Diego. And that's what I'm doing with my life right now. So you're binge Lexi drinking Marie right now. Rodriguez <laughs> and Instagram Lexi Marie Rodriguez. Peace out. All right. Peace out. <laughs>